0: We are back with another edition of Sports Insider Radio. What's going on, Costi? I heard you got your tickets booked for the matchup. You don't know who you're
1: playing. Uh, talk to me. Yeah, it's, uh, well, it, we know it's one out of four teams. It could either be. Oh yeah. yeah. Okay. So who, let, so let's start either.
0: the show with who do you think you're going to be playing?
1: Cleveland. The NFL is going to set it up that way. I don't believe in those Baltimore conspiracy
0: the theories. Uh, don't give me that conspiracy theory nonsense. Come on,
1: the NFL is yeah. going to set it up that way. Come well, on, give, you know, I, that's the reality because I don't see how a real, factual base, not the NFL. Well, so look, I hate that. Steelers, play. the Steelers without the Steelers without TJ Watt, they're going to get roasted in Buffalo. Don't see that winning. So can't play the Steelers. I do believe we'll see closer to game time. Miami, is if certain players play for Miami on offense, they have a shot. If Waddle and Mostert don't play, I don't think they have a shot. Kansas City wins that game. We can't play the Bills or Kansas City. That's automatically they would play each other. So the winner of the Cleveland-Houston game would be coming to Baltimore for the divisional round. I just, I think the defense for Cleveland is that good. I think CJ Stroud got very lucky and the Texans to get out of that game last week. Now they are playing at home. They are playing on turf. So weather's not going to be an issue. Is the game going to be too good, too big for CJ? I don't know. Um, They are a dog at home, which obviously the line makers are clearly saying that Cleveland, even on the road, is the better team. I don't know. It's I. I expect. What do I ex- want to happen, or what do I think is going to happen? What I think is going to happen is Cleveland wins that game in a very close game, and the Texans get the cover. Uh, what I want to happen is Cleveland loses the game, and we play CJ Stroud at home versus the Texans. So. That's my prediction. I just don't see how Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh got into the playoffs, back-ended, because the Ravens sat everybody, and they still struggled to win that game. Now there's no T.J. Watt who's going to be the defensive player of the year. Potentially, he's already ruled out without him. They are beat up on defense, and if they don't have that guy chasing Josh Allen, I don't think they have a shot In the spreads ten. would I be surprised if they won outright? Yes, I think it's a it'll be a huge shocker because they're just not that good they've they've gotten their way this year and they've gotten wins hard nosed wins that shouldn't have been wins. the Ravens game where we we lost both the games this year to them now the last game really doesn't count, but the first game we had a block punt for touchdown. Just crazy, crazy stuff early in the year when we played them, when Lamar and the offense were still learning how to play together. And you know, they, they beat up on teams that were bad and they lost the teams that were good. And I think the Bills are a very good team at home and seeing what we saw last week, they're going to ride that momentum after beating up on Miami and the Bills get the W. And again, with the Dolphins, I just, I don't see it. it Again, the injuries, you have a full-caliber offensive weaponry with Waddle and Tyreek Hill and Mostert in the backfield, they're capable of putting up points on anyone. Waddle doesn't play, and again, Waddle's coming off injuries, missed the last two games. It's going to be tough. Um Kansas City's really good in the postseason. Mahomes knows how to win in the postseason, so... I don't know. I just don't see that happening. Would I be shocked out of those two huge upsets that Miami or um, the Steelers win? I would be a lot more shocked if the Steelers win because Miami's only a three and a half point dog. Steelers are good. Four and a half. Four and a half. So yeah. oh, it's four and a half now. It opened up at three and a half. So yeah. I don't know. I, I I still think the in the playoffs. You don't see that many upsets. I mean, over the years, there has been in the wild card round, but predominantly, you know, a two seed used to not play. Now it does, right? Um, before they made the playoffs, seven teams, the top two got a bye. Well, Kansas City, the two. And I just don't see how the, how the Dolphins, without a full team, especially losing so much on defense over the last month, how they're going to get there. But, you know, this is why it's the playoffs. It's any given Sunday. Um, that's why a lot of people um, in our world who are sharps don't really care about the team. They care about the spread. It doesn't matter who's going to win the game, lose the game. It's about who's going to get the cover. So in that case, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens. But my prediction is, Cleveland, my hope, is Texans. See the Ravens at the bank next week. Got it. Um, So
0: you're basically saying I should lay the two and a half this weekend on January 13th on Saturday. You're basically telling me to take Cleveland minus two and a half. That's, that's what I'm gathering from this whole conversation so far. Cause that's if I'm a listener, I'm acting like I'm a listener. I'm listening to you. You're convincing me we're going to play Cleveland. So why am I not betting Cleveland this week at minus two and a half under the key number
1: of three? Well, we actually, uh, um, let's see. Let's see. I'm just trying to see from, um, so we actually got them at three when we first released it. So now it's down to two and a half. So there's people out there that got the three, which now we're taking the Texans plus the three. Um, It's a big number at home. You know, anytime you get a home dog in the playoffs, a team that's at home in the playoffs getting points, it's not like there's bad teams that get into the playoffs. I mean, it's very rarely do you see that where a team at home is getting points in the playoffs. So, Predominantly the the history states that anytime you get a home dog you play him. I like getting the three. And again, I wouldn't be shocked if they won the game outright. So the three won't even matter. There's certain well, you people out prefer, there that think so who would you prefer we play? Texans. So forget Texans, I told you that.
0: Right. So you're okay.
1: You're that worried about Flacco? wacko Flacco? It's playoffs, man. He's he's but playing well but it's the playoffs. I think they have a lot of injuries on the offensive side. I think Stroud is just getting into gear. He's been a very good quarterback. The couple games that they lost, they didn't have him because he was he had concussion protocol. So we'll, we'll see what happens. You know, it's, it's some of the best watchable games in the year. I mean, I don't. You know, I, I watch NFL Sundays religiously. It's really the only sport that I right, actually follow. Just, like, just, just like me. <laughs> no, you do, what you do a little bit nowadays. In the last couple of years, you've been more open to it. Uh, I mean, before nah, then, nah.
0: Not only when I have my son and he wants to watch, it. <laughs> I'd rather watch paint dry. But that's me. I I realize I'm an enigma. I'm I'm I'm. Uh, I get it. I'm just all about the bottom line, but I don't need to see how I won a game or lost a game. It's not going to change anything in my world. But let's talk about these games. So I did watch, because I needed to get some miles in on the trainer the other day. I did watch the second half of the Miami game and watched them collapse at home against Buffalo. And the I'm being contrarian in that, A, bounce back scenario for Miami B. I've had like 20 clients text me it's going to be minus five degrees in Kansas City they're going to kill them once I start hearing that I'm just like automatically on the other side especially on the spread plus it's four and a half obviously but honestly I you know I, I hate to tell you all that they do good in the playoffs this is not the same team that they were last year in regular season so and against the spread you know, Kansas City, let me give you the exact number. They're down there at the bottom. They're, uh, nine and seven and one at ATS. So you're basically down juice if you, cause you're up two games, but you're down money. And, um, you know, Miami, you know, they lost last week. They're 10 and seven ATS, a little bit better. You gotta, I, I, I personally, not handicapping, just from a, against the public.
1: Miami on the money line. Forget KC. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Miami has been playing well on the road outside of the Ravens game, which they got absolutely destroyed, which that was a bad spot for them. We, You know, you got to look at, you know, the scenario as well as just, <laughs> is it just a road game? No, it's not just a road game. One, they had Waddle and Mostert out for the game. So they were already banged up. Two, the Ravens needed that game to win to secure the one seed. So there was more added motivation for them, not only to just beat them, but beat them handily. I mean, we were only a three-point favorite at home. That, that doesn't say much. That means the teams are fairly equal, and the home field advantage is giving you three. Well, the last time they went to Washington in December, it was cold. They beat the crap out of them. They covered the nine-point spread. Then they had the Jets. They beat the crap out of them. That was on, um, Black Friday. And then the, the, the time before that they went on the road, they actually paid Kansas City, but that wasn't a road game. That was a neutral field in Germany. So, and they lost by seven. Again, beating a team twice in the same year is always difficult when everybody's playing. It's going to be tough. I'm not saying by any means it's, it's going to be easy for either team to get this W, but. Again, this is a wait-and-see approach. I don't like seeing this game bet from a side standpoint Um, until I know who's playing closer to the end of the week, how they practice. It's There's no real... In the playoffs, it's not as much like we do during the regular season where we can get the sharpest number and bet them early in the week all the time. This is a game that you definitely just wait and see who's playing. And again, because those two players won't sway the line much it's just more validation that if I see both of them playing, I'll have more uh, of an opinion to bet the game. But for right now, I'm just uh, it's a wait and see approach.
0: Uh, Kansas City does nothing for me, so I'm just not impressed with them the entire season. So let's move on. Let's talk. Now, about why it. would you?
1: Well, they haven't done crap. I mean, they've covered exactly. the last few games, but then
0: and as our Hispanic, good man Brian Blessing I, would say as our good man Brian Blessing would say you will throw out the last game so if you throw out the last game to make your wagering decision you just you just take Miami
1: you just throw out the last game you know you know you don't you don't even care um so but it's not about, about, about just Miami you got to know who's playing that's that's the key factor in the NFL players matter it's it, it matters i mean this is playoffs so, so well, the line I'm, I'm the line will move
0: the, the line the line will move based on that
1: I don't think so. The two players that are in question, the line's not going to move much. It's not a starting quarterback. It's a receiver that's a second receiver and a running back. I just don't see that much of a line move, if any, with those two guys. Okay. I hear you. Well,
0: what are your thoughts? Break down the second half because I know you watch at Miami. game. Why do you think they just imploded? It looked good. It was
1: was a momentum. It was a clear momentum switch. When they were up 14 to 7, they had control of the game. They had three turnovers on Josh Allen. Defense was playing fairly decent. And, you know, they, they punt the ball. Not only do they get scored on, on a huge punt return touchdown, but they lose two more players on an injury on that play alone. From that point forward, The momentum was all on the Buffalo side, and Miami just could not get anybody the ball outside of Tyreek Hill, and they were playing, they were bracketing him the whole second half, so he couldn't really go over top, and you know, it's a game of inches, and if you're not going to get those big first downs and move the ball and and move the chains... You, you get put in that bad position and that, that punt return definitely hurt them and it gave all the momentum to Buffalo and and Buffalo pulled it out at the end. You know, that was just it. I I thought going into the game, I actually had Miami. I liked Miami. Um, they're very good at home, but the injuries are just too much. They keep losing guys every week. They lost Bradley Chubb last two weeks ago with the Ravens game and, and then. Horrible coaching decision leaving the guy in there when they're down by 40 and they left him in there and he tore his ACL out for the year. The guy has 11 sacks in the year. So now you're going into Kansas City where you need that pass rush to get them a homes. If you have a shot and I don't know who else they have out there. I know they signed a couple guys, um, just recently veterans off the street to just be able to have bodies. But I don't know if that's going to be enough. This game is not going to be one on defense for Miami. This game is going to have to be one on offense. And if they can't score 25-plus points, they're in a lot of trouble. I mean, and again, and that all goes back to, is Waddle going to play, who could be the relief for Tyree Kill? And if he's not in there, they don't have a shot to beat the Kansas City Chiefs. So, again, like I said before, I'm going to wait in this game.
0: All right, well, let's move on to this the Sunday card because we get treated to Saturday and Sunday again. Let's break down this, you know, just to say there's, you know, the bills, look, the number's 10. Uh, our good. One of our good clients uh, in New York just sent me a text. Uh, he, he said his exact words. This is so tempting to parlay the Bills minus 500 and the Cowboys minus 345. Well, you know as a two team money line parlay you know and my response would be you know no because i'm not ai don't i just don't great, believe great in it
1: for a parlay great i didn't i
0: didn't even look to see what it was um you
1: don't know, have to see but, what it was minus 500 minus 350 pays out nothing
0: yeah yeah it's like yeah minus odds are minus 186 there it is um but you know what man, the Steelers, I know we I know they I I know they weren't playing against Lamar last week, but Steelers are, you know, the Steelers, you know. So it, the weather is not definitely not a factor for anybody on this on the East Coast. So, you know, the value play, back to value, uh, you know, and double digit, you know, auto bet situations from a betting point of view, you know, you have to bet even though we have sharp guys that are on the bills already i'm just saying if you didn't have sharp guys that were on the bills already you know look at buffalo they're 7 and 10 ats they're garbage they're actually one of the worst you know the you know who the you know who has a better record than uh you know who's tied with buffalo the, the, the commanders i almost said the skins like literally What gets a spread yeah they're horrible Buffalo stinks against the spread. Cover your six, your seven and 10 ATS, 41%. So now you look at Pittsburgh and let me look and see what Pittsburgh is. Pittsburgh is definitely better. Uh, Pittsburgh is 10 and seven. So you have seven and 10 against mm-hmm. 10 and seven and you're giving this 10 and seven team double digits. Now I understand it's the playoffs and I understand we have sharp guys. So for the people that are listening that are you know, have already received the bills as a selection. I get it. I'm just talking about people out there that are listening that would have to make decisions on their own. That can't afford to use our services. Our recreational betters betting fifty bucks, a hundred bucks a game. In this situation, you know, the, the caveat would be you bet the dog, and you just don't even think about it. Well, it's
1: not. It, it, yes, if you want to say it from yes, the way I just anybody and the way to I just do, said it, yes. Yes, but it's not that easy. Right. Pittsburgh is. Now I didn't say was. I'm the saying best player on defense. Pittsburgh has lost the best player in the NFL for their defense. Pittsburgh, again, you're talking about a team who went to Seattle and won with T.J. Watt, who went to the bank played the Bengals at home. I'm throwing out the last game. I don't care about the Ravens. No, I get it. They want they they beat up. Cincinnati with no quarterback. Prior to that, you gotta remember, this is a Pittsburgh team that lost to New England at home. This is a team that lost to Arizona at home. I mean, right. That's a, that's three in a row. They lost the Colts. They lost 30 to 13 at the Colts. So they, they lost two games in a row. This is in December. So I'm not going back to November. I don't care about those games. I care about how you're playing lately. You lose to Arizona at home, New England at home, and then you get beat up by the Colts. I don't think they stand a shot. I think this is going to be a blowout. Once Buffalo gets ahead, Pittsburgh becomes one-dimensional. The only scenario I see for Pittsburgh to actually get a cover is if they keep it close, they control the ball and the running game, and they keep it close. Where Buffalo is not up by two touchdowns fairly early. But again, this is a different team. I mean, you saw it. Didn't make even, even, but that, since you're the football expert,
0: I'm going to give you a what if make, just make the case for Pittsburgh. Make without the one player, just make the case. How would you make the case if you were that Pittsburgh not could win the game outright? Keep it close within 10 and cover.
1: That's what we're talking about right now. I'm not talking about winning outright. Yeah, the, the ten- no, no, I get that. The 10 and covers, I just said it. I already just said it. It's If they keep the game close and control the ball and have a running game, and they keep Josh Allen off the field, and they have long drives, and they make Josh Allen kick, and the Bills kick field goals versus touchdowns, they're going to cover the 10. It's going to be, it's one of those, the, you know, it's one of those Buffalo wins by seven. I just, I don't see the scenario. Without TJ Watt, they have nobody. Okay, so here's the thing. That we're, rushing is, the the thing
0: is, so, from an old bookmaking perspective, and I was never a bookmaker, but was brought up in the Baltimore bookmaking scene with all these old school guys, you know, down in Little Italy, et cetera, um, and the computer group and the kosher boys and, you know, guys that ran for Billy Walters and Mike Levitt and my past partner, Larry Dukart. These guys, when you look at a double, it's not only that it's a double digit favorite. Look at the total. It's 36. So the assumption is the Steelers aren't going to score. The assumption is Buffalo is going to win and the game is going to go under. You know, it's going to be 21 nothing. They're going to like shut them out. When I see it, when I see a total that low, and they're basically making the assumption that the Steelers aren't even going to score, I just know that more times than not, you're on the positive side if you're taking the dog and the over net matchup. So that, you know, I'm not just looking at the spread. I'm looking at the total. It's the lowest total this weekend. On Saturday, forty-four and a half, forty-four and a half, both games have the same total as of this moment. And then on Sunday, you have 36, 50 and a half, and 51 and a half. So you have five playoff games with the lowest total on the board with the highest point spread on the board. And so from a – there'll be a lot of people teasing this game. You know, they'll be teasing – you know, the squares obviously will be teasing Buffalo down – to three and 29 and going over and the the other side the you know the, the the sharp side will be taking and going and when i say sharp doesn't mean if it wins or loses just the auto bettors will be betting you know the steelers plus 17 and uh you know under uh over whatever it is to their advantage so this will probably be one of the most teased games on the board this weekend, just because the double digits in the under forty number.
1: Yeah, I mean it makes sense logically, and that's that was a. Are very you surprised? Good what, you I know, are did... you surprised
0: that I'm able to give you such analysis? Because again, I'm not using. No, that's that, what you've been doing, doing your just,
1: whole life. It just all, I mean, it's just old school, but yeah, a lot of this exactly, stuff is just logic. Yeah. It really is. A lot of it is just logic, and I that's. That's a good prediction. I think this game might be a 28-7 game, a 21-7 game. I mean, again, it it's all about how they start. That stadium is going to be hyped. They just won the division. They're in the wild card. The team has hope, meaning they're playing their best football right now. They had a bad November. They were iffy in September and October. And now you're going into December where you're just firing on all cylinders. They didn't look too clean, but that's how Josh Allen plays. It's it's very similar. How Josh Allen is playing right now is how Lamar played for the last three years, which is gunslinger, create, 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 get first downs, take risks. And there's risks a lot of times will result in an interception and a turnover in the, you know, in in the red zone, which Josh Allen did last week. But these guys are winners and they have enough talent offensively and defensively to beat a team like the Steelers who don't have much talent. I mean, they're playing a third quarterback now since the beginning of the year. Now, granted, he has been playing decently well and he has gotten the job done, but again, I can't stress that enough. No T.J. Watt is a huge loss. That's like losing the Tom Brady on the defense. The guy's going to win Defensive Player of the Year. That means it's the best player in all of football. To not be out on the field rushing Josh Allen. Now, you know, the scheme-wise, usually when you have T.J. Watt on the field or Miles Garrett on the field, guys that are that good, even Aaron Donald late in his career, you're – Offensive line and your offense is scheming to double-team that guy. They'll let everybody else go one-on-one, but that guy is going to get chipped by a running back. He's constantly going to have attention on him. The protection is always going to slide toward the side that he's on. And these guys that are that good, who have 19 sacks in the area, I mean, he's got the league league in sacks, they still get through the double-team. So now you take that away – and you don't have that pass rushing threat. Now nobody scares them. Now they're just running their regular offense and they can protect on both sides. So I think it's going to, that injury is so crucial to this team. That's already not that good. They have not that much offensive firepower. You saw last, again, the Ravens game, it was very wet. It was raining and George Pickens, their number one receiver who has been a stud for the last you know, prior previous to the Ravens game for two straight weeks, he was just insanely good. I think had one target. So I don't know the weather exactly. Right now, they're calling for snow. So there's uh right now for the weather forecast for the game is calling for snow twenty four degrees. So it's gonna be cold. Which game are you talking about? It might snow. Which game the Bills game. Are they Bills playing game. the Raiders?
0: No, I'm just joking. <laughs> So, yeah. What was that the so, new, what was that the new what was the tuck game? The yeah, New, new England, England Raiders game?
1: Yeah. yeah, the New England Raiders game. The Tuck goal, yeah. And so we'll see. You know, I it's gonna be very cold. Not that Pittsburgh doesn't know how to play in the cold, but I just think it's I mean, it's just a big big First of all, cover. let's get it
0: straight. 'Cause let's let, let's get one thing straight. For all the people out there that live what I call in, you know, three hours in the past on the West Coast. And I love the West Coast, but you know, by the time you wake up, the world's already been rocking and rolling for three hours. No disrespect. We're doing this show live in Las Vegas, 107.1 FM. It is 934 in the morning for you. And we've been rocking and rolling here for hours. So what, let's just get one thing clear. The, the weather, when people say there's going to be snow, Come on, let's call a spade a spade costume. There's no snow on the field. They got blowers. It's completely snow-free. The only thing it might affect is the traffic coming in and out of the stadium. It never matters. It never matters that it's snowing. So when you say there's going to be snow, yeah, there's flurries. Nothing's sticking on the field. Nothing's sticking on the field. You're not walking onto a field with six inches of snow. So I almost think, like, saying there's going to be snow, No, it's
1: going to be cold, but the snow is meaningless. Well, you don't. I mean, forecasting snow on a Wednesday for a Saturday game is nearly impossible. I mean, we we saw with the Ravens that day when it was raining, we were supposed to get five to seven inches of snow. But just because the weather wasn't colder by five degrees, it rained the entire time. There's no snow. We had, like, snow early in the morning for, like, an hour of just flurries, and then it turned to rain. So you just never know. I mean, that that's wait-and-see approach. But these both these teams have played in the snow. It, that's not going to be a factor. I mean, the total is set because Pittsburgh can't score any points, and, and Buffalo, you know, only of late has been scoring some decent points. But overall, I mean, this year, Buffalo – is scoring let me see here, I had it queued up. Twenty-six points a game. So they're they're scoring a lot of points, and Pittsburgh is only giving up nineteen a game. But you flip it, and Pittsburgh only scores seventeen points per game. They're twenty-eighth in the league at points scored, while Buffalo is fourth in the league, only giving up eighteen. So what that shows me is the Buffalo defense at home is going to lock down the Pittsburgh Steelers. And that's what I'm seeing. I'm seeing a 21-7 game. That's my prediction on the score. Okay.
0: All right. But the snow thing is not an issue. That's all I'm saying. No, I don't think
1: it's going to be an issue.
0: No, it would never be an issue. It wouldn't matter if we had a blizzard. The f- field would be clean. So that's my that's whole thing. That's not true.
1: Is puts, that's 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 not true. Because if it's snowing during the game, they can't clean it fast enough. That's not the case. There's been plenty of times. How many times have
0: you? We've been living here. We haven't had a main snow. We were just talking about yesterday. What ten years we haven't had no, a we're big blizzard. We're
1: Buffalo. This this isn't Buffalo. This is Baltimore. M- Buffalo. Yeah, I get it. Gets snow. It's much colder, and the snow. It just again, if it snows the day before, yeah, they. They get the snow off the field, but if it's snowing during the game, all they could do, the blowers, all they're doing is clearing the, the yard line markers. Like every 10 yards, they're clearing the lines. But again, it's, 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 it's all relative. I, both these teams not a play in the snow. That's not the deciding factor here. Um, I just don't see Pittsburgh scoring many points in this game and Buffalo is going to move the ball. They run the ball well. They pass the ball well. Josh Allen is going to be Josh Allen, and if he doesn't make any crazy mistakes, I don't see Pittsburgh scoring more than seven. I just don't. I've played the scenario a bunch. I've talked to groups. Our sharp groups are all over Buffalo as well. So, you know, we'll see. It's the playoffs. Everything's just more magnified. Everybody wants to win that are in the playoffs. Everybody's got a zero and zero record. And it's just win in advance. That's that's the really cool part about this format that we've never seen in any other sport. And I know college is instituting it next year where now you're gonna have a twelve team playoff. So once you're in that playoff, well, let's, man, it, well, doesn't let's matter.
0: before we before we get to the the uh the um the two other games, let's talk about the championship game. What was your Take on that. We watched it together,
1: you know. Uh, I don't, you know, uh, what what was your take? Well, the the game was way too big for Penix, who's the quarterback for Washington. Um, he was overthrowing guys; they were wide open. Now I get it. The pressure was coming to him. Michigan had a better game plan, better coordinators. That's first and foremost. We all knew Michigan had the best offensive line and. College football. We all knew that Blake Orm, who's the, the leader for the, for the, for a hundred years, the most touchdowns scored by a Michigan running back. And as long as you don't have JJ McCarthy throw the ball 25 times, you're probably going to win the game. I mean, it was, I couldn't believe how bad they were on offense. So. You know, I could not believe how bad they were. They just Got it. couldn't. They couldn't do a goddamn thing, man. It was it was embarrassing. I mean, it was Penix came in the league. How about when I walked came into, into that? Where we? How about when I walked
0: into where you were watching the game with our buddy's house? Not one soul didn't bet Washington. <laughs> they were Definitely. dying. Then they were double-downing in okay. the second half, chasing the seven and a half. Oh,
1: man, these guys got Well, I beautiful. mean, it's, you saw the momentum shift for a minute when Washington scored and they got it within seven at the half, getting the ball back. You, we all know, usually the team that goes into the half that scores, especially getting the ball, is carrying the momentum. And they couldn't carry the momentum over because the, the quarterback was throwing the ball 10 yards over the head of the wide-open receivers. His running back, who was hurt going into the game, who got hurt on the first play of the game, they left them in there like goofballs. Like the coaching staff for Washington, there's a reason why that guy is coaching in Washington and he's not coaching in Michigan. He is garbage. I get it. They won. They were undefeated all year. But when you see a guy who's running at 50%, how is that going to help you? The defense knows that. If I know that, watching the game from a TV, you tell me the defensive coordinator for Michigan doesn't know that. Also, where he has, he could care less that there's a running back in the backfield because the guy is running at fifty percent. To leave him in there the entire game, they should fire the entire coaching staff for the Washington Huskies. It's was embarrassing. So they don't put in a, a guy who I don't care who they put in. A guy who's running at a hundred percent. Maybe as a good game, and the fact is they left that senior in there, and they he, they just went down with the ship. Pennix, they had no run game; they became one-dimensional, and as soon as that happened, it was game over because the Washington defense made adjustments. The first four drives for Michigan, nobody was even touching the running backs for 19 yards. Literally, they had 19 yards before first contact, which is. A crazy stat. Just picture somebody, a running back is not even getting touched by a defender at 19 yards a clip. So they fixed it. The running game wasn't as efficient as it was in the first quarter, second quarter. And they, they got three and outs and they got Washington the ball back. And for whatever reason, they just could not figure it out. And they just kept overthrowing people. And there's, you know, there was a, A holding penalty that was kind of 50-50, but there's a holding penalty on every play. So I'm not going to blame it on that. Michigan won that game. Washington lost that game. Michigan was clearly the better team, the better coached team, better prepared team, and Washington was not. And I was wrong. I'll I'll admit when I'm wrong. I, I thought Washington had a very good chance not only to cover, but to even win that game, but because they played good teams this year. They played Oregon twice, and Oregon had a great bowl game as well. They beat them twice during the year. Michigan really only beat up on Ohio State, Penn State. They played Missouri, and then they beat one really, really, really good team, which Alabama, and I'm, you know, I I can admit when I'm wrong. We're not always right on this show, Um and just in general. And, you know, I'll take it on the chin, and I'm – I'm happy for Harbaugh, especially having, uh, the Ravens having so, a brother, so, John. Well,
0: so, 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 you know, I, so, you know, for, so, you know, he, Harb, they're twins. Are they brothers or twins? I always forget. Brothers. <laughs> I think they're twins. They're not twins? No. I thought they were, oh, I thought they were twins. Okay. So my son said it'll be Harbaugh, Harbaugh. So, you know, it sounds nice in theory. Uh, but what do you think? Oh, you know, like, do you, I mean, you're going to give me the conspiracy. We're going to play Cleveland because the NFL, anybody listening to what Kossy said, just ignore him. Just that's like,
1: I'm telling you, man, all we get right. on the show next week and we're playing Cleveland. I, it, it is the, the smart yeah, route. That's what I think is going to happen because again, Buffalo yeah, and Miami are you not going to win. Don't say it's a conspiracy. That's what that because people
0: actually call me and they're like, "Do you think that the Vegas wants you to?" And I just laugh
1: at these people. It's like, really? Are you still now the tell me this. Goes down tell me chimney? this. Why Come is, on. Why is Mahomes <laughs> slash Kelsey slash Taylor Swift playing on only on Peacock? <laughs> only on Peacock that you have to buy. On Saturday night. Just so my son can't to
0: download P-Clock.
1: Just saying. What What do you... Is that a coincidence? Is that game... A, they could have put any other game there. They could have put the Bills and the Steelers there. Why do they have to put that game, and that's the only game that's paid? I don't know. Because the viewership went up? Because... Like we talked about before with Fantasy Football. So the question is, are you downloading Peacock or do you already have it downloaded? I already have
0: it. I already have it.
1: Oh, okay. That's the only way, that's the only way you can watch Yellowstone.
0: Oh, excuse me. Sorry.
1: Oh, so then Uh, uh, you're a Yellowstone freak. So a lot of people already have it anyway. You say a lot of people, but not all the Swifties are watching Yellowstone. They're buying it. Now that they're listening, now that they're listening to you on the radio, they might be.
0: Of course. Why not? Buy another Let's app. This. Let's talk about the biggest public team, America's team. How about those Cowboys? Land
1: seven and a half. They're going to destroy them. They're going to... De- you sound like... Cowboys at home this year have been a cash money team. All season... If you would have just taken them blindly. At you know home what their record the is
0: ATS, they're 10 and 7 ATS.
1: Yeah, but they've they've lost 5 of their ATS games on the road. So, out of the out of those all those losses, they're 10 and 7 against the spread. 5 of those were on the road. They're 8-0 at home. Green Bay is not going to be ready for how these guys play at home. It's just they're a different team at home. They just are. Until, again, I'm going to ride teams when I see proven results. Yes, they lost the last game, 20-19, to against Detroit. Detroit is a much better team than the Green Bay Packers. And Green Bay Packers, they're a year away. Rookie quarterback, great run. They've gotten here made it to the playoffs. More power to them. But going forward, I mean go back beyond beyond the last home game. They beat Philly 33 to 13 at home. Scored 33 points covered. They scored 41 points against Seattle. Scored 45 points against Washington. They scored 49 points against the Giants. I mean these they're averaging 37 points at home. Going the road, it's a whole different ball game. So, I don't think it's going to be as close as we think. Seven is a big number, but I, I love the Cowboys in this spot. At seven, when we got them early in the week, I think it's not going to be nearly as close. Game is going to be way too big for Green Bay. They had a great run. I mean, 9-8 and eight record. They've had a really good run this year, but... I just don't see it happening. This team did not have a hard schedule to finish the year. They finished with Chicago, who stinks. Minnesota, who stinks. Carolina, who stinks. Tampa Bay, wishy-washy. The Giants, who stink. I mean, that's the last five games. They didn't have a tough schedule to finish. While Dallas, on the other hand, the two games that they lost were both on the road to Buffalo and Miami. Yeah, and we're talking about seven and a half, not seven. So again, I oh hear God, you. I got them at seven. I still, I I even like them at seven and a half. Not going to matter. They're going to blow this team out. Total's 50 and a half, dude, and Both
0: teams got to score. You know, it's a conspiracy. <laughs> I love the conspiracy stuff. Talk to me about this Rams-Lions game, cause you know, you got a lot of Lion lovers out
1: there. That's a bad spot. It's a bad spot for the Rams. I think the Lions, again, another example of a team well, that's... Really listen, good at let's home. talk about, let's talk about the Lions. The number one
0: team, ATS, this season, 12 wins, 5 losses, 70.6% against the spread.
1: They win, they cover. Go ahead. That's right. You just said it. They win, they cover. This team at home again, just like the Cowboys. It's another it's a similar trend. At home, they are just that much better than the road. Yes, you saw the formula last week. Um rushing Jared Goff Minnesota got 20, 20
0: by the way can you Minnesota. hear me am I interrupting the show or you can't hear any
1: noise in the background no I can't I'm good we're good oh, okay and so I'm playing ba- I'm playing baseball they, 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 I'm beat, <laughs> they beat Minnesota 30 to 20. crushed them at home they beat Denver 42 to 17 crushed them at home they did lose to Green Bay divisional game so you can't always look at it like that because they play a lot tougher, they beat Chicago, they beat Las Vegas. So it, there's a lot of, lot of big points scored at home for these teams that are good, like the Cowboys, like the Lions. They're The only thing that's hesitative after I heard that, uh, you know, Laporta's not going to play the, the tight end... Mm-hmm. That's a bigger factor. He's been a mainstay rookie of the year type candidate had broke all the tight end rookie records. But then on the other hand, you have the Rams who have the best rookie player on offense in the league who's going to win it probably. Puka Nakua who had 1400 yards as a rookie from a fifth round pick. The Rams are hot, man. You know, this, this is a 50-50 game. Um, It's a 50-50 game. It's one of those games. I mean, I like the Lions at three, but it's clearly a 50-50 game because the Rams are hot, man. You don't want to play a hot team going into the playoffs. Now, yeah, they beat the 49ers without their starting team last week, similar to like the Steelers who beat up on you know, the Ravens with their backups. But before that, they got the job done in New York. They beat the Saints. They beat Washington. They took the Ravens on the road to overtime. That was a 50-50 game going into overtime. They beat Cleveland. They went to Arizona 1, and they beat Seattle. So literally, from the beginning of November, they've lost one game, and that was on the road in overtime to the number one team in all of football, the Ravens. It's pretty impressive, man. They've been a covering machine. But again, it's a fifty-fifty game. They're playing on the road; things get a lot tighter. It's 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 a tough game, in my opinion. Um, I do have a little lean to the Lions um, just for home field advantage. But these well, so the are line
0: right now is this nice. is for a little trick for all the people out there when they shade the favorites. So it's most spots I'm looking at the screen; it's minus three, minus fifteen instead of minus ten. And so the, what they're trying to do is they're trying to hold that line and not move it to three and a half because they know once they move it to three and a half they're gonna get a lot of Rams money. Um but they're probably are definitely sided just because of the win loss record twelve and five, they're sided on the lines right now early from a public point of view. Um but let's talk about Brett and uh his his text that he sent me um from downtown New New York City. Um you know, I am not what do you say to the and again he's definitely not a square. He's a sharp because he's a student of what we do. Um, but, you know, anybody out there that's going to just money line parlay the bills with the Cowboys um, and just because they're the two biggest spreads and then maybe do both 50 overs, you know, I could see like square square with, you know, Bills, uh Cowboys, over in the Cowboys, over in the Rams. You know, that's fine if you want to have fun as a lottery ticket. I'm not saying don't do it. I'm not saying I'm like anti-parlay. I'm just saying that's for fun. That's like when you pull up to the 7-Eleven or the Kroger's or the Winn-Dixie or the Piggly Wiggly and you buy a lottery ticket. That's all that is. That's not – I had a, I got a text this morning. A guy said to me, "Costi, I got a dime to my name. I need to flip it to ten dimes. I need your help. I said, have a great day. That's my help. God, you, have a great. You should have just gave him the advice.
1: You should have have texted Brett. I lost your audio. I can't hear you at all. I can't hear you. You should have just text. You should have just texted Brett and asked him what the hottest coin is, and and tell that guy. Give uh, him a yeah, meme. Yeah. Maybe he. Give maybe a mean mean coin. To put the the thousand coin. Maybe we can make. The,
0: maybe we can make the error coin. <laughs> the bearded ah. The beard coin. The bearded coin. The, I hear a reverb in the background. I don't know what you changed on your audio, but it sounds horrible. Um so go back to whatever you're doing prior. Um but you know, my whole thing is like what what's your feeling on the parlays cuz this people do love especially in the playoffs parlaying their selves into oblivion. You know, what if, would you
1: say about the if you are if you are a parlay guy. Your best bet if you have the right content you have the right information is to do a same game parlay when you have player props involved. So you have over, if you have a team that you have, let's say, let, let me just give you an example, just so people go ahead understand. do it. Give, give them a, so, about this? so let's, we have let's say, let's left. say Why you have you Dallas. a free one. Why well, don't, I don't have, I don't have it on here in front of me queued up. So I don't want to just give something out from the hip. I want to have some some research done because I have done well with these over time. But again, there's still lottery tickets. But same game parlay would mean so if you're going to take Buffalo at ten, that means you're expecting Buffalo to score points because you're you're taking a ten point advantage and they have to score points so they cover the spread. You could get James Cook over the yardage total. You could have Josh Allen. Over a touchdown total. You could have step on digs over a yardage total. Something like that where it matches up to the team that you're actually betting on. So you're not blindsided by a four game parlay where you have to wait for 10 hours for it to hit because you have it spread around all these different games and injuries could play a role and injuries could still play a role in the same game parlay, but at least with the same game parlay, if you have the right metrics in place and you expect it to be a passing game along with the spread or you like over the team total, like you could grab the bills minus 10. I don't know what their team total is in the first half, but you could do over the team total in the first half. Again, all gearing toward the game script that you're going to predict. If you're predicting a, a type of game script script that's going to be Buffalo blowing them out through the air, grab a receiver, grab a team total and parlay it with Buffalo minus 10. And then you're still in the same game and you have the ability to cash all of them partial, partially in the first half and some of them halfway through the game, and then the only last leg that you're looking for is the final score. So I've had success with them. It's a lot more work. You have to know a lot more about the players than the actual game itself because you're not just predicting the outcome of the game. You're predicting outcomes of specific players and how they're going to perform. You never know. If a guy is stepping up that is the backup running back, Not saying I'm not talking about Buffalo anymore, just in general, and you have a backup running back that's now the starting role, his over-under on yards might have a lot of value. They might not value him at, let's say, uh, let me just give an example. So let's say in the Miami game, um, Mostert doesn't play. So now you have HN Well, Achan, over-under on yards, is going to be much lower than Mostert. But if he's getting all the carries and Mostert is still out, You're going to get a lot of value there. So, again, it's it's more work, but I have friends that are sharps that crush these same-game parlays because they know the game script and they follow the strategy of the game script. So I hope they gave the listeners some explanation. Sounds good to me.
0: I'm excited for baseball. It's around the corner. I know we haven't had time to talk about that much, but we'll be back next week before the music starts. And we'll be getting rocking and rolling. And for all you guys, going in tennis and other obscure sports that are often overlooked by the general public. So, you know, there you go. Back next week, sportsinsiderradio.com.